Hi, and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. Back from an interminable break, this is Sarah Whitus. And this is Amanda Toysher. It has been a while. It's been a while once again. We keep saying that. I mean, again, it's summer. You just need to go. Just got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Let us live. (laughs) <laughs> let us live i mean the television gods are like not letting us live it's too much <laughs> yeah network like network executives slash online streaming platform executives are not letting us live yeah um quickly television news from the last i mean honestly there's probably a lot of television news from the last month we i, I can't even remember all of it but the things that happened recently i think can start with our righteous indignation. Yeah. Yeah. Tuca and Birdie was not renewed for a second season. Extremely righteous indignation. What the heck? Yeah. I don't, I'm very disappointed. Um, I feel it really. It can't cost them that much money. It really can't. Like, like how much money are Ali Wong and uh, Tiffany Haddish like commanding? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, they probably paid more to, like, Isabella Rossellini than they did. I know. know? And you know what? That was worth it. Whatever they paid her. I just, I'm really, I really feel for Lisa Hanawalt because it really seems like she poured everything that she had into that show. That show seemed a lot more personal. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she had a really impassioned Twitter thread um, when she found out the news. It was kind of, it seemed like she was sort of tweeting in real time, which was very, uh, you know, not not embarrassing, painful, but just like painful to read, you know, because I just really felt for her. And yeah, <sighs> I mean, and I love that show so much. Me too. I really, really thought it was like one of the most the easily I mean, easily one of the best shows that I've seen this year amongst the just heaps of television that has just dumped upon us week after week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's still going to be back, I believe, at BoJack Horseman. Um, and uh, I did kind of want to mention a couple of the Emmy nominations were announced also. over the Yeah, last boy, months. it's been a big month. I was, you know, I went to Senegal and I came back and there were Emmy nominations. I was like. They're really into the Emmy nominations in Senegal, yeah. too, right? Yeah. No? no? Yeah, not... yeah. They, they oh, like, yeah. really care there about. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely like not the forefront of everyone's conversations i can only assume <laughs> um yeah. well bojack was nominated for an emmy which was a first for that show um although no nomination right? for will arnett which is cr- literally criminal i think huh. um Interesting. yeah it did i think it did yeah i'm i don't i, I, I that's bad um but our favorite show, Game of Thrones, got 75 million nominations. Well, you know what? It deserved it. Everyone just really loved that season, so. <laughs> there were no, um, there were no, no one felt, there was no, like, divisive feelings about this season at all. I think it was just universally praised. I mean, that's pretty bonkers. Sorry. Everyone thought that season was so terrible, and it gets still gets Emmy nominations anyway, just because they spent a lot of money. I just think it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I um, really honestly, honestly, I didn't. Other, other like television critic people seemed way less surprised by this than me. But um, I'm like other television critics. <laughs> okay, real <laughs> television critics um, seemed way less uh, uh, 
yeah, surprised by this. I, I, I was surprised. I was like, I thought every, yeah, I thought everyone hated it. Um, that's annoying, but I think relevant to our interests, uh, the best comedy category in which you have Schitt's this Creek. Is, yeah, this is great. Schitt's Creek getting a whole host of nominations and it's, I know, I know, and it's it, for its second to last season, as we have now learned. I know. I'm like, and then Fleabag, like I'm, you know, something that was interesting. Yeah. Fleabag, um, Russian Doll and The Good Place. That's to say nothing. Also Barry, which, you know, which I loved. Um, that's in that category. And plus Veep, which I don't think there's any chance that any of them will actually beat Veep. But not. Yeah. Not for its last season. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, same goes for and the. Sim- yeah. Similarly. Lead actress. For the, yeah. Lead actress in a comedy. It's um, you have you wrote them down here and I'm like kind of blown away. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's this, bananas. this is this really stacked category. It's um, ban- that is like the single most bananas category. To yeah. Me. We've got Christina Applegate, um, for dead to me, which I thought she was really great in. Um, Same. Absolutely. Yeah. Phoebe Waller bridge, um, which doi, and yeah. Catherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek, which also doi. Natasha Leone, which was, she did she, that. That performance was awesome. Amazing. Um, Russian doll. And yeah. then versus Lu- Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's, I, I gotta think she's, like, a shoe-in. Like, yeah, I mean, again, I think the world, like, the, like, the world would end before, to me, before Julia Louis-Dreyfus doesn't win that category. And we didn't even mention the actress who won last year, who is, of course, again, nominated, which is Rachel Brosnahan. Oh, gosh, yeah, for, that's right. I think there's no way, I don't think she's a fucking chance this year. But, um, like, I think, to me, that comes down to Phoebe Waller-Bridge versus julie dreyfus but like i there's no there's no way there's yeah no way not for her last season she, that no that season she was so good in it so. she was so good um you get jodie comer and sandra O oh go uh also head to head for lead actress in a drama which would be fun yeah that would really, be fun really glad jodie comer got nominated me too um which i don't think she was last year um and yeah, I'm also kind of excited about the limited series category, Chernobyl, Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects coming back with some nominations. Amy Adams also got a nomination, like, totally deservedly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kind of wild that, like... That show feels like it was so long ago. I know, it feels like it was so long ago. Um, But, like, I would much rather see it walk away with awards than big little lies. Um, oh, yeah, which we'll talk about. Don't which worry. we'll get into. Don't uh, when worry, they see us. Listeners. In that category, which I really liked, and Fosse Burden, which I also liked a lot. Um, that's a that's a kind of fun category. And then, last but not least, just wanted to mention uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend gets an Emmy nomination for Best Song. Um, that's great. Which I'm so happy for just for Rachel Bloom. Uh, she shares that nomination with the songwriters on the show. Um, but for it's the for antidepressants are so not a big deal which was the big number that was uh kind of an homage slash parody of uh the opening scene of la la land um near the end of the show so i i thought that was a great song um so i'm just very happy for for rachel bloom um let's move on let's move on you know awards are stupid we talk about it anyway 
Yeah, the actual Emmys are in late September. They are stupid, and we will spend an hour uh, dissecting the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it actually happens. But um, uh, yeah. but yeah, time to talk about shows that we watched recently. Um, so, speaking of Emmy Emmy Emmy, speaking <laughs> of Emmy nominated TV shows, um, I would like to turn your attention to a Bravo reality show called Below Deck Mediterranean. Which, which we yes, mentioned, you did mention a month ago. For unscripted reality show, like a year oh, that's ago. right, it was nominated. I thought I saw that and I thought of it. You. Sure as yes. heck was, and yeah. it deservedly so. It is yeah. so good. So I got into this. I was coming back from um, vacation. I was coming back from um, Senegal. I'm very interesting. I know, and I was trying to find something on the plane to watch, and I noticed I had read this article in the Washington Post a couple months back about the show called Below Deck, and I was like, noted, that sounds interesting. And so then I uh, saw that they had an episode on the in-flight entertainment selections, and I decided to watch an episode, and listeners, I was hooked. It was, and I'll tell you what hooked me, was they only gave me one episode, which was cruel, and the end of the episode, the cliffhanger, was a person who had fallen off their jet ski, but they had not tied their cord, their emergency cord correctly, and the jet ski just kept going. <laughs> and so the captain of this chartered yacht is like, oh, shit. And then, like, the credits roll. And anyway, I was, like, hooked instantly. Um so I know it seems like it's probably another stupid reality show, like kind of like Real Housewives, which like, let's be real, Real Housewives is really stupid. Those people are terrible people. Yeah, clearly. I would like to say that the show is more than that. The show is multiple things. First, it's, of course, a reality show about people that behave immaturely and vapidly and can be really mean and immature to each other and sometimes like even psychopathically treat each other. Um, so it's like the entertainment value of just like watching like drama, right? But it's also a show about like class differences. So the premise is there's every season is a new uh, Chada season and they are on this like luxury charter yacht and it's a cast of like it's the crew members. There's like the deckhands and then there's the stewardesses and then the captain, Captain Sandy Yawn. And let me tell you what, I, she is like a model for like management style. She is so good at her job. Um, and she like she just takes no nonsense, but she's super supportive. She's great. And they all the people on the the uh, the staff of this boat have to they get occasional like two night charters where these really rich people will pay tens of thousands of dollars to spend a couple nights and then have like five star service basically mm -hmm. and so it gives you this very like upstairs downstairs thing because meanwhile like well, like when they're nights off these people are like you know just creating drama for no reason but when they're working they're actually really good at their jobs and some of the guests they have are nice but a lot of them are just like such crazy rich people that don't know how to tie their own shoes you know and mm -hmm. it's fascinating to watch because these people hmm. are like good at providing service but then they're like also bad mouthing the the guests behind like in the galley anyway it's wonderful so this is my um very full-throated endorsement of below deck i've only been watching below deck mediterranean which is a spin-off of the original one which is below deck and i think it's in like the like south pacific like like hmm. Tahiti or something. So anyway, 
And it sounds like there's a lot of like, you know, fun. You were saying like also just nice scenery, like enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And it's just like, and you know what? If you want like a show about like upstairs, downstairs dynamics, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is incredibly honest and Mm -hmm. way, way more interesting to me than like Downton Abbey. So Mm -hmm. get on it. As your resident trash expert and correspondent for BoobTube, I am telling you that Below Deck is great and not actually that trashy. I mean, but it's but it's pretty trashy. <laughs> but <laughs> Emmy nominated trash. But Emmy nominated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm intrigued. We know there's no way I'm watching this one, but like I yeah, I well because you're no am, fun. I so. know. I, I don't like fun. Yeah, that is yeah, that's a thing well about established. You that's okay. You're a resident. Um, I've watched uh, the Twin Peaks: The Return twice, all the way through. I clearly don't like fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and real briefly, I will say that I also have been catching up on Superstore, and I would yes. like to just say that the which the I still season, want to get into. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and it's like if if you want just like light like fun TV, um, and I really like the way the the last season's arc went. Um, it, it basically is leading up toward them. I'm not quite done, but it's leading up toward them actually starting a union and Jonah and the, um, uh, oh, I forget her name, America Ferrera's character mm-hmm. um, are kind of at odds in it. And it's going to be very interesting. And it's just a very pro worker and like warm hearted sitcom. And I continue to recommend it. That's awesome. Um, I, yeah, I still want to get into that one. Honestly, sounds pretty relevant to, uh, you know, just like, I don't know, just like a a lot of, like, a lot of my, you know, Twitter feed is media folks, a lot of whom are, you know, working on unionizing and, you know, so I just think it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see that. Yeah. kind of this kind of issues like reflected in my fictional television as well. Yeah. I still want to get in the superstore. Um, cool. Cool. And so now we're going to get kind of to the meat of our discussion. And, um, since this is 2019 and no one makes new things that often anymore, or we nope. like to just across you know, any medium. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. we are going to talk about some recent revivals, sequels, whatever you want to call them, both good and bad. So why don't we start with the good? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's always more fun to talk about bad. Definitely. Uh, And then to me, there's one that's somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Although that I guess guess Stranger Things isn't so much a revival as just a new season, but still goes in this category. Yeah, it goes in the middle. It goes in the middle. So, but the, you know, the main thing here is Veronica Mars, uh, season four. Yes. We We decided it was good. We decided it was good. Um, You know, I think, like, certainly Veronica Mars has a pretty specific fan base. Did you watch Veronica Mars when it was on originally? Not while it was on. I actually watched the first two seasons. Well, maybe, like, the first season while I was studying abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> I never it rewatched it because I hated Logan so much. So, yeah, um, totally. It, I mean, and like I just didn't want to do that. But yeah, I 
watched Veronica Mars like kind of in real time when it was on originally. Um, what's funny about it is, it, yeah, it's so long ago, but I also weirdly, I think with a lot of shows that are like meaningful to me or I don't know, especially shows that like now you can't really do this because you watch shows so quickly. But for shows that like I watched, you know, really before the year like 2012 or something, I feel like I can pretty easily place them in my life, you know, sort of when I was watching them because it happened over a period of years. And for some reason, it's like difficult to put veronica mars in sort of like a larger context in my life i feel like i it was not a show that i watched really with other people i don't think i really had other friends like when it was on that watched it you didn't have any other friends i had no friends i was in college is that normal (laughs) that's not normal (laughs) that's not normal okay did you me i mean did you have friends in college (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly me sitting alone in my room watching tv is like pretty on brand <laughs> so i mean I thought, wait, college is Mars... supposed to be fun <laughs> i didn't oh i mean i had fun I... watching tv no. i anyway, did it yes. wrong i did it wrong <laughs> <laughs> um i mean veronica mars was on from 2004 to 2007 it's like squarely my freshman to junior years of college um and yeah, I mean, I I loved it. Veronica Mars set a really high bar with its first season. Um, yeah, it was so well written. It was so well done. Um, you know, this kind of like noir, you know, a detective show, but about this teenager. Um, and then this, you know, who's kind of trying to solve this really intensely, two like intensely personal mysteries. Um who killed her best friend and who raped her, um, who assaulted her. And, you know, she's an actual, you know, she's actual um, private investigator resources at her disposal because her dad, Keith, is a was the sheriff of their town, Neptune, which is like supposed to be near San Diego, I think. And um, so there was a movie follow up. Like, which wasn't that great. Four years ago. It was not good um it was i forgot this the movie was basically entirely crowdfunded yeah um rob thomas the creator and and Kristen bell wanted felt like they had more you know in them for this show and they kind of solicited fans to do you know this is like pre this was basically pre-peak tv pre i think the movie was like 2013 maybe or something like that um 2014 2014 so kind of like still pre most of like you know just anything being on a freaking and i think most mostly pre like current wave of uh television revivals also i i think that like the a movie format is not right for this <laughs> show no because the whole idea is that there's diversions like you yeah. You get some clues. You think you know where it's going, even though you, you kind of know that it's going to be a red herring or not where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the mystery keeps expanding. Right. Um, That's the and, whole fun of the show. Yeah. And that lends itself really well to episodes. Um, and both in a streaming and I think like it would still work really well, like as a weekly thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like in a movie you only can do so much. You're just going to be limited. Um, And it won't have that sort of like pacing. Yeah. I think the show's really good at. I don't even, honestly, I saw it in theaters, I think with you. 
we oh maybe i think that probably so if, long ago. if you saw it in theaters i definitely saw it with you because i went with a whole group of our friends um yeah. but you know yeah I, I, well and I, I don't even honestly really remember the story that well but i just remember walking out of it i do distinctly remember walking out of it i 100 like, percent do not remember the story uh yeah and no, i really i was like oh there's something about a reunion I, I don't know but i remember walking out of it and being like i did not like that <laughs> so yeah i don't think it really works for this format god i also just remembered that veronica mars was on so long ago that it was partially on upn um <laughs> so but I thought the eight episodes was like, okay, so also full disclosure, I have two episodes left, but you finished it. Yeah. Correct? Um, yeah. And we can briefly, I think, to not leave people like wanting, you know, our opinions fully, um, maybe next time we talk, we can like talk a little bit about the ending because it yeah. has been a thing people are feeling strongly about. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't feel strongly about it um, so you liked you liked the ending i don't know if i liked it okay. um but, but you are I, neutral i understand i understand it and um you know anyway we'll, we'll we'll talk about it i like definitely don't want to give anything away so yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah but but i, I mean, don't I think that, like... but i don't think it has anything to do with like the discussion of the show itself you sure. could end it like before the ending um which is basically leaving it open for like you know another season, another season. possibly. I mean, who knows? It, it also, I think, is an ending in itself. But um, uh, but I you mean, can, we were talking you can about discuss the... the show like it the the season without the ending. It doesn't inform the whole yeah. show. So I would say this is not something that you could kind of just jump into not having seen Veronica. I mean, like, I think there was, there was definitely a lot that I didn't really remember. I was like, why is Keith walking? Oh, I remember so little. Yeah, I was like, why is Keith walking with a lamp? Also, I had to completely look up the character of Leo, um, Max Greenfield from the New Girls character. So I had forgotten. Because I, I had totally Leo, forgotten who he I was. But I didn't picture him. I like forgot that it was played by Max Greenfield. Honestly, to- like, me I too. I never yeah. rewatched it. I only watched the first season back in like 2006 or something. So yeah. it's been like more than a Oh God, it's been more than a decade. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh 2004. God. Yeah, this, this show was on a long time ago. Kristen Bell still looks great. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, it's like, I, you know, we see her a lot she's i think kristen bell must work more than just like just about anyone else yeah yeah. in hollywood i swear to god um but i'm like it's like kind of comparing to to veronica mars of 2004 she's she really looks great um i we were kind of talking a little about the pacing of the show versus the movie i really think that Again, I'm not done, but eight episodes feels like perfect for this show. I do remember the show yeah, no, it's having good. been eight on network good. TV feeling like occasionally, you know, 20, 22 episodes. It being like, it kind of starting to lose steam at points. That's a lot of episodes <laughs> to... Yeah, especially when you want, you know, to get to the mystery. But... Yeah, for a mystery that kind of like kind of needs to get... I should say, but yeah. Yeah, it gets like increasingly sort of tangled but just the whole way you know it's just watching this it felt so i don't know it was really nice it took me kind of right back to uh it took me kind of right back to college i i don't know i just i thought that the they really expertly re- recaptured the feeling of this show it was just like stepping right back into it yeah yeah i agree and you know like i in the end it, it, i don't feel like it was I feel like the writing was really good. It was like solid. Same. You know what I mean? The writing yeah, was absolutely. solid. But 
but nothing was really groundbreaking. I don't, you know, and it was it was kind of doing a lot of what it did in the first season in terms of like how it approached the mystery. Um, and I think it will, it, I will very shortly forget all the basics of this case and <laughs> what the Definitely. mystery was, um, which usually those things I forget pretty easily anyway, but I'm sure I'll do that quickly in this case. But like, I think it, it did a good job with its characters. You know, it's been like, you know, 15 years and the characters still felt like they were them, but they also felt like they were 15 years older, like they had grown. They were, it was like honest about, you know, Veronica's relationship with Logan and like some of the, the problems they were facing and like Veronica's own like messed up mess about it. And yeah. Um, how did you feel about Veronica here? I think she was, was super, a little... she was super flawed and I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. She's kind of, cause she's always been portrayed as this like, like awesome, like can do no wrong, like badass, like you kind of emulate her, but of course she's not perfect. And that's boring if she's just constantly being the smart one, but she like, you know, she wasn't, you know, she clearly had some things to work out with and needed to go to therapy with, uh, with Logan and she, her and Weevil's friendship, which is on the outs and like, in a very honest way. Like she makes good points, but she's a total dick to him. Yeah. She spends a lot of the season being a real asshole. Also to Logan, who I think it's so interesting. Um, I think they still have a great chemistry, but she's, you know, she spends a lot of the season just being kind of an asshole to Logan, who is his, has historically been such an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and he's really, you know, he's gone off into the military and it's really matured him, you know, his experience. Um, and he's so much more mellow now. I mean, he's like in therapy. He's like processing his trauma and his anger and Veronica is just kind of, I think it's interesting how she's still so sort of back exactly where she yeah. was, you know, she's still doing the same stuff she was doing when she but was But all 17. of that feels very intentional and honest and um, Yeah, believable. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was interesting. I, yeah, they were willing to really kind of make you frustrated with Veronica, yeah, which I liked. Yeah. But, the, but um, it wasn't, but it wasn't overwhelming. And then the next scene, she would have like you know she would be funny and smart and you remember that you really like her and Kristen, Kristen Bell is like a really likable actress and all that mm-hmm. um so it didn't like dwell in it too much it didn't feel ponderous you know yeah yeah definitely I mean I my thing I think with revivals and this goes for movies or whatever is that um I think you need to justify your existence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I was very hesitant about the show at first. I wasn't even sure I was going to watch it. Right. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, really, whatever. I had to about pretend it. that I didn't care that you weren't yeah. going to watch it. But I mean, for a show that I really cared about when it was on, but like, I was just like, I just don't see this being essential. Um, and. I still don't know that I see it as like essential, but um, I I think that what Veronica Mars did, its justification for itself to me was in the new characters that it brought in, who I I thought were oh great. yeah they were fun yeah I thought all of them were great. Um, J.K. Simmons always a fucking blast. He's um, great as the very sinister Clyde um, and. And then, especially uh, the actress Kirby Howell Baptiste, um, who she's has, so great. 
is fantastic. She was on Killing Eve. Uh, she yes, she was. was. On the good place last season. I hope she gets her own show because I feel like she keeps Same. getting. She's like these like really likable, charismatic, um, supporting characters. But like she's great. She should get her Same. own show. Same. I would watch. I mean, this is the biggest. I think like dose of her that I have. I think she's probably been in more. I'm sure she's been in more. Yeah. Like, British television, but um, this is the biggest like dose of her I've had. This was a pretty big role she had as the yeah, nightclub owner throughout the season. She's in most of the episodes. Um, and she had such a great chemistry with, with Kristen Bell. And I just, I know sometimes I thought they, would, they awesome. were going to like make out. I know. Like, and I was like, like is, I don't is hate it. Gonna, like going to explore something here. Same. I got that vibe too. And I was into it, but it's fine. <laughs> they didn't go that way. It's okay. Yeah. Who knows? That's fifth season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's I. I. If you have, if you, I don't know if you were like me. If there are other, if there are others of us, I, who were into Veronica Mars and was were unsure about this iteration, uh, I totally was convinced and would watch more of it if it was yes. given to me. I had a great yes. time watching it. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, I finished it all on a weekend, so, yeah. Yeah, I've watched, I think, I started it on, like, what is, I think I started it, like, three days ago, and I'm almost done. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so. Nice work. Um, Okay, so let's move on to something that we might not agree totally on it being as good as Veronica Mars, but um, Stranger Things, what did you think? Stranger Things, I liked i didn't dislike uh-huh. <laughs> i didn't just like i wouldn't say that's a ringing endorsement <laughs> um i feel like i had a couple of people i saw a couple of people that i know kind of on twitter and stuff musing should i should i watch it uh i don't even know that i have a definitive answer on that um but it was fine yeah i you know what i gotta say i found it kind of boring i i really liked it the first few episodes and i see why yeah the first few episodes i was kind of like okay this is better than the second season i'm liking this more because i really didn't like the second season yeah um and it was like they were doing some fun things and it was interesting to see like you know like like you know steve and nancy and uh is it jonathan the, the sad guy oh uh they're yeah jonathan yeah yes they were like out of they're out of high school and like they have their summer jobs and like and something very annoying is that i usually hate those characters but steve harrington is 100 percent my favorite character on that show oh um, yeah give yeah, him that, that give actor him his is own. like really fun yeah agreed Joe Keery, i think his name is yeah. yes um but plus but yeah, breakout I star like maya the, hawk yeah 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 um Ethan Hawke and Irma Thurman's daughter, which I did I did not recognize at all. Uh, I think that she she looks a lot like Uma Thurman, but I would not have known that if you didn't tell me. She had a weird accent in this, no? Wasn't it? I mean, I I, I didn't pick up on a weird accent. I feel like it was like like some words came out British. I don't know how that was happening. It was odd to me. It well, was like was, very not Midwestern. I know, but I was like, this is going to be like Midwestern, you know, 1980s Indiana. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But, but yeah, no, so I thought the first few episodes, they were like kind of fun. And then I was just, and then by like, like the middle of the season, you're like, it's just the same 
shit over and over. You keep having yeah. the monster come by and um, Eleven like holds up her hands and goes, ah, and has a bloody nose and like, and then like just keeps throwing things against the wall. And then you have like this, this, this subplot with uh, uh, Hopper and Winona and um, David Harbour just like yells the whole show. He's yeah. such a jerk. He just, His main like, character trait is screaming. He's just constantly <laughs> mad. And I don't know whose decision if that was like directorial or like David Harbour's or what, but it is so irritating. And it's clearly done to create this like, like sexual, like will they, won't they tension with Winona Ryder's character. But in the end, you're kind of like, please don't get together. You guys like are like, he's awful. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, It's just like more of him yelling. And then, and then the third plot with like Steve and um, what's his name? The cute, the cute one with the curly hair and Maya Hawk and uh, um, Erica, the sister of Lucas, they like are like running around like some like subterranean thing where the Russians are. And it's never clear oh, why Dustin. the Russians are yeah. there. And they just keep running from the Russians and trying. It's like that show could have cut like four episodes. <laughs> I agree. I think it's too many episodes. I don't think you need, uh, I think it's eight or something like that. I, I think you could cut out. Too. I mean, I see why I agree that it gets boring towards the middle, which I think is kind of what always happens with this show. Even the first season, which was like, it was just so new and fun. I think it was like shiny, you know, that like it, it, it didn't really bother yeah. me, but the problem right. with this season, I lost it. Like the the plot gets more convoluted, <laughs> and it's like, why is it this convoluted? Because there's no um, ex, there's no like motivation behind the scary stuff because there's no like why. Right. Well, it's, there's it's, no why. If there and is I don't... a why, it's like painfully simple. It's like there's. I just think it's not good writing because there's not. It's not like. You know, they, they do the dialogue and they can make it look nice, but they don't know how to give the substance to it. Because, like, the, I think the why is just, like, they created this thing that can, like, take over people or whatever it is. It's not entirely clear to me. And the yeah, it was kind of right. Because a weapon and the it's the mind flare. Right. Yes. Okay. And so it's, there's, it's like, like, literally that It's simple. just scary Russians kind of, is the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of gathered that by the fourth episode. And then you keep thinking that there's more to discover. There's nothing more to discover. There's just more of L throwing things against the wall. Yeah. No, it's like the Russians are trying to open the upside down. They're trying to, like, get access to the upside down. I guess. Right. Because there's, like this mind flare-ish creature that can like possess people to you know do whatever whatever. (laughs) can possess people to kind of like become sort of zombies uh yeah i can see why that technology i guess would be useful to the russians uh but like why um, are they doing it indiana in indiana like why How is did it they Indiana? build this like subtraining thing and like the FBI didn't find out? Like seriously. Well, and we still also like don't know even what the deal with the upside down is. No, actually. I, still, I was embarrassed to say that because like you know. No, it's true. No, we've never been stuff, but I don't really understand what it is. So I saw an interesting um comparison of it. I think right, I've been sort of like waiting for an explanation of like what it is. We haven't really gotten one, and I think that so one one yeah one explanation I saw was that it's sort of basically like a hellmouth like on Buffy 
you know, in which there is also basically no explanation for why there's a Hellmouth in Sunnydale, California. Um, But at least that's like sort of acknowledged on Buffy. (laughs) It's the the mystery there, I I guess, also isn't why is there a Hellmouth? The idea of a portal is like the, the thing with the upside down is that it's just kind of like you don't know what the upside down is. We have a conception of what hell is and where demons could come from. And like, yeah. it's, it's like this parallel to like a hot spot, say where, but like, but with this, it's just kind of like, okay, so wait, Will can suddenly just sense when the mind flayer is near, but like, why? And why mm-hmm. did it pick him? And he was under there right. for a while. And like, he was possessed by like, and why can 11, I mean, 11 was like sort of used to like create it or like, or, or act as 11 is sort yeah, of like this conduit yeah. Like what, uh, what happened to Matt Modena or whatever his name is? Like, yeah, I forget. I know he died, but like, well, I don't even remember what his role was anymore. It, it's just, you know, I feel like, yeah, I agree that there's like a real substance issue here. There's sort of a plot you know hole issue it, here. You know what it reminds me of? It's very <laughs> much like late X-Files mythology. Yeah, where it like just sort just of gets buried it in its own go. mythology. I will say I don't see it quite right. I mean, like, I don't see this show getting... Here's the thing. I mean, I will say, like, I don't think... Like, The X-Files took its mythology so seriously, which was part of the problem also. And I don't think that Stranger Things takes the mythology that seriously, which I think is good. No, it's not pretending that it's building on it too much. But it does right. have that same sort of meandering thing where I, think, I do think that the show thinks it's it's more compelling than it is. <laughs> I'm now convinced. I really enjoy Look, I really enjoy watching. I think the characters themselves are fun. I enjoy most of them. Uh, did not enjoy. I was annoyed, yeah, that they took the character of Hopper, David Harper's character, and like who, when the first season was a really sweet, kind of endearing, had this whole thing yeah. with his daughter who had died. It was like a really, I thought, like, an interesting character. And they've totally... Um, made him insufferable for no reason. I think no they thought it was funnier than that I can discern. Yeah, I mean, like they're this whole thing with him, like trying to, like, to seduce. Yeah, like when Owner Rider's character, and then and then also Billy Max's brother, you know, who becomes right this other, you know, possessed by the mind flayer, who at the end we're supposed to like, I guess, you know, think he's a hero. Yeah, or like we, we talked have a lot about of sympathy last... for him. We we talked about this for like the the second season, like how tired this is, like having um, the whole like idea of like an abusive and violent man or get boy, redeemed somehow. And then you find out that he's complicated, right? And it's and like this. It's so tired and it's so stupid and like kind of problematic. And they did yeah, that Billy was awful. And I thought we would be done with that, but they took it and they just like turned it up to eleven for this season. Totally, we're like. 11 is like accessing his memories and like he was once a child so he's redeemable or something what yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh his dad yeah. was mean to him it's like yeah, yeah. Dads were like abusive and mean to a lot of people that don't turn out that way like right that it's was worth talking about anyway and billy was a real piece of shit last season he was so awful yeah so i don't you know uh, yeah that that was that was not good i mean i still things i like about um uh, Stranger Things, you know, again, I most of the characters I really enjoy. I like, I loved the Max Eleven friendship. I loved them going to the mall. I, you know, like I, I like their yeah, deal. I like same. them sort of dealing with, um, you know, 
having boyfriends for the first time and why that's weird and like you know there's a lot i liked there i think i truly think that that they, they, they got it just under the wire to pass the bechdel test yes definitely by having yeah them talk about right clothes. just barely they, um, like, they had the two girls talk about clothes and that's the only way i think that should pass the bechdel test. yeah just by the because the rest of the time they're within talking about an inch of its friends. life um i think that beautifully beautiful looking show i think it's just i i love everything about the way it looks and it's shot um the lighting i think is amazing i think the special effects are really great uh this yeah, show must cost good. a fucking fortune um yeah which is why i'm upset that we couldn't take a few million of those coke uh ad God, there's so much coke and throw them over to tuca and birdie um you the spin drift and veronica mars was bad wait until you watch <laughs> Stranger oh my Things God. like a whole two-minute like monologue about Coca-Cola. Well, and what you know, and I was kind of ragging on that as we were watching it, and Tom was kind of like, uh, "Have you? What they've been doing this with Ego since the first season?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But good point. But uh, also, can I you say know, there's the scene when they're in the grocery store and they basically destroy this like grocery store, and, and it's they, just brands like, everywhere, all this blood everywhere, like biohazard, and then they. Um, they're sitting there. This like annoyed me the most. They were like sitting there and like trying to get her to like, and they just, she's sitting in front of the egos and like the freezer doors open. She's just like, in inexpl- th- like just annoyed me so much. Cause one, like shut the freezer door. Yeah. Like you're like, why <laughs> you're are ruin why all those waffles. sitting there? And two, now I know that that's not actually a freezer and this is a set. Like I totally have like, you, you've lost me because why would a kid be sitting in front of a freezer? <laughs> I'll admit I didn't notice that. <laughs> but anyway, there's but like I, two other people out there that were, are like, we're sitting there going like, Oh, this ruins the episode. <laughs> right, It was you and those two people. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what lost you. Um, I also will say if you've never sat down and listened to any of all of this, the score for each season is on Spotify. And I really I love, the love the score to every Remember season. Remember when we of threw show. that holiday or the Halloween party? It was like when Stranger Things had been out and we used that. Totally. As our it's, soundtrack. It's so great. Cool. It's a great ambient noise. A lot of it's like scary. It's good for background scary stuff. Um, but also a lot of it is just really beautiful, honestly. And I really recommend it's like a good if you need. There's a lot of uh, a lot of it's like too scary to listen to while you're working. It's going to be like distractingly scary. But a lot of it is also <laughs> really good for just like background noise. Um Anyway, I mean, there's gonna, there's already, we're signed for a fourth season of, of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I liked the kind of concept of it being 4th of July instead of um, Halloween, although that, or like wintry, although that didn't really wind up. Uh, I thought that the mayor plot line, like the kind of mayor as Carrie Trump always kind of like line, disappeared. <laughs> I know, that like didn't go anywhere. I thought from Again, the trailer just, that like, it was going to be a much bigger time. part of the story. It should yeah. have been, like, three episodes with what they actually had that was interesting, so they, like, filled it with other stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I would probably watch another season of it, honestly. I really think that at the end of this, I came I mean, to the I'll conclusion. I mean, I'll watch it just for, just for I mean, Steve. I don't think that... I just don't think that we're the primary audience for it, honestly. I think it's young adults. And I do I think, think that they're going the primary audience. I don't know. I think they're, I honestly think they're going for a tar- a younger main I, base uh, with this no, show. And I, I think that's like why the plot is like, maybe not as important. X. 
I don't know. I think that there's a lot, obviously, that will appeal to our generation because of the nostalgia. But I think that primarily they're looking to like sort of build a franchise with younger, you know, yet like more like mm. teens. I wonder if it morphed into that because that, that may be the case. Like it, yeah, that may be the case. Was like totally toward like us. Yeah, I and I do think that that might be the case where it's like right. It really started out as this like heavy nostalgia piece, um, and maybe too scary for kids. But I think this is like to me, this is kind of morphing into a teen show and that's why a lot of the plot stuff is easier to sweep under the rug yeah well is there anything else you want to say about it before we move on nope that's it that's it that is it 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 for stranger things um so let's talk about the third thing which i think was pretty (laughs) we've done the good we've done the fine and now we're, we have we're the, doing the bad. The ugly. Um, Big Little Lies. <laughs> so you might remember last month when we talked about Big Little Lies, we were like, we're not really sure we need this. And like, there's some qualms we have about just basically the premise of this sh- this this uh, season. But we're really having fun. The episodes go by so quickly. We it's love an enjoyable, them. yeah, it's an so enjoyable enjoy- romp. Well, <laughs> what can change in a month? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, I, so, okay, so, like, you didn't, you haven't finished Veronica Mars and liked it all the same. I did not finish Big Little Lies, and I'm also convinced that I do not like it. I watched, I didn't watch the last episode. Yeah. And I watched the first, so I watched And you have sort of six. intentionally quit on it at this point. I did. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. plan to watch it. I read, yeah. like, the recap, so I know everything that right. happened. Um, I watched, I liked the first four, and then when I got to the fifth one is when, like, you know, the, the, the beginnings of the trial are kind of happening. And then the sixth one is, of course, the actual trial. Um, but by the fifth one, I was like, okay, this wasn't a very enjoyable episode. And then I remember halfway through the sti- sixth one just being like, is this almost over? This is really painful. Yeah. And just didn't watch the seventh for that reason because it was so my biggest issue from the first beginning of it was just kind of like i questioned the premise that anyone would care this much about whether this guy who's been shown to have been an abusive and violent person was pushed or fell in what was already clearly a struggle where someone was fighting for their life anyway (laughs) like I, i just don't believe that there would be any like prosecutor looking into that that much nor do I. Not, um, not, with, not with the intensity of what's her name, that actress. Like, just <laughs> sitting in coffee shops and watching Reese Witherspoon. I gotta say, that actress just brings like, like, what else nothing. does she have to do? Yeah, and I guess that actress brings nothing. <laughs> They're just what, like... Like a thankless role, that is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, not it's not her fault, but that it's role not. is... It's not. There's just But nothing. she's just like always just like smirking over a coffee cup i'm like why aren't you at work like what right and just like doing? showing up yeah to like oh side eye the whole group um yeah when we checked in on this last time i held i think even higher hopes than you did you were sort I think of like so, already yeah. a little bit on the you know you were a little more on yeah, the fence I, you, than i was you brought that up i was right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was just this is all just an elaborate <laughs> <laughs> Ruse to remind Amanda that she was correct in her. You, yeah, you always need to remind me of that. I, I <laughs> always forget. You might forget on your own. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was pretty high on it after the first two or three episodes, especially the third, which was the one with the costume, uh, the birthday party. Um, the oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> completely absurd 1970s birthday party for a six-year-old. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, this season didn't add up to anything at all. No. Anything. So, I mean, you can kind of go through a couple of them. Ed and Madeline... amazing that Ruth Reese Witherspoon is a like an executive producer of the show and didn't (laughs) push I mean so the key I think that was her pushing I think they didn't guess I thought that Madeline and she was like give me a role and that's why her plot was so different from everyone's yeah it's like dealing with the fallout of cheating on her husband Ed played by Adam Scott um Boring, boring, boring through the whole season. And Adam Scott is so annoying through it. And I actually liked Adam Scott, but like he's he I like him, but his Ed Ed yeah, sucks. Ed, he's just not because he's wrong, but just because yeah. he's just annoying. Yeah. He's like and then the second they get into something interesting, which is him being like, um, you know, I was the safe choice are you sure you're even in love with me? Instead of that going somewhere, she's just like, oh, no, I am. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. they, they renew their and vows. The end, I mean, the end is so ridiculous. I saw like, so many people making fun of it. They're oh, like, a free people, Coachella. Oh, like, my God. Now. Well, it's even more ridiculous is that it all really seems like it's leading somewhere for, for Ed's character. And they, like, sit down, like, we got to talk. <laughs> We should. And you're like, are they going to divorce? Renew our vows! <laughs> it's like, what? I don't... I, where is this coming? And then they immediately go out and have this like little uh, flower crown, which was hilarious <laughs> because I had just seen Midsummer. Um, uh, oh, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, spoiler alert for flower crowns. Um... <laughs> Uh, wedding, like little like ceremony on the beach. Okay, fine. Everything's great there, I guess. Um, Renata smashing her terrible husband. I do think I'm going to watch that clip. You should. I mean, again, like it, that's funny because that sort of speaks to the fact that Renata basically just existed for ge- gift fodder for this season. Yeah, um, I think so. Which was sort of fine, I guess. But I mean, then, it was still fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun to watch, but it's like, wait, she's smashing his, like, half a million dollar train set now why didn't this happen three episodes ago like the guy her husband has just has no redeeming qualities at all after i thought i remembered him having some in the first season yeah and then but he's just patently evil in this season with no dimensions whatsoever yeah but yet she stays with him the whole season and she's supposed to be this total badass um you know, and then we get to the Bonnie plotline, which I really, truly, truly thought was going somewhere up until the last possible second. And then again, it didn't. Um, Bonnie's mom, like, waking up from her coma and then she just dies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we can get to Bonnie going to the police. But, of course, the other thing that this was all leading up to was um, the Celeste-Mary Louise showdown in the courtroom over um, Mary Louise trying to take uh, the the twin boys away in the 
okay, and people were getting shit for, like, pointing this out, like, I think, because they're like, it's not a courtroom drama. It doesn't have to be realistic. I'm not saying it has to be... I'm not saying the courtroom stuff has to be like... No, but you can't be distracted by how it was. I It was it distractingly ridiculous. The, yeah. I mean, this scene was like... I mean, of course the acting was like... Of course, it was amazing. But, and I mean, like, is it fun to see, like, Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep just go at it? Yes. But I was distracted by how absolutely ridiculous it was that <laughs> just, you know, uh, Celeste has this video of um her husband perry beating her up which she just introduces during like the final statements of their court case after literally yeah, and the also like judge... why do they need to she did she need to do that to prove like aren't we past that like right right no one's gonna believe right this character of mary louise who's not gonna believe that she was beaten up I mean, of course, I know it is her son, but but yeah, we have to have this video to prove what this woman is saying. I mean, and I mean, it's I'm not kidding you when I say it's literally the judge is like, I'm going to issue my uh, verdict now, and then, and then Celeste is like, but I have a statement, and then it's the video, and it's like that is so not stupid. allowed. I I've never been in a courtroom, uh, in a family courtroom like this, but uh, pretty sure that's not allowed. Um, so there was a really good um, recap by Hillary Kelly, Kelly in Vulture that I thought was really interesting. So again, not having watched it, but having read about the episode. Um, and uh, her issue was kind of like how it didn't seem to know how to resolve things for these characters. And it did not only that didn't know how to do it in a way that the characters deserved. So, you know, you yeah. mentioned... Laura Dern, Renata, uh, destroying her shitty husband's train set. And because he had like kept that while they she had to give up everything else. And that that seems to me like somehow we're supposed to believe that's the end of her story. Like that's her resolution there with that, where it's like that's something she should should have done, like you said, earlier in the season. Um, totally. This is something I was just thinking of this. The, the vulture men didn't mention this specifically, but it just doesn't seem like that's what like how that should end. And then the, um, you know, the, the Bonnie thing with her mother, it just, everything just kind of happens like by chance. Um, and so anyway, in this Vulture recap, she's talking a lot about how this, the show is about women that are like victimized by men in various ways and then have to sort of like lie about it and like shoulder all this to have, have survived it. And the way it was resolved didn't seem to like be, uh in like keeping with that you Mm -hmm. know so like i'll read a little bit from this um is this the ending anyone wanted for them to vaguely wander into the carmel by the sea police station which i think it's is it carmel by the sea or is it monterey anyway it's supposed to be monterey Monterey, (laughs) which i've heard it's much more like carmel by the sea than actually monterey but anyway For a story about five women, all victimized by men, all of whom couldn't find relief via traditional legal and social methods to turn themselves in because one rotten rapist and abuser had gone over the edge, are we meant to believe that this is what resolution would look like for them? If Bonnie turns herself in, she turns them all in for obstructing justice, if not worse, a fact the women themselves recognized last episode. The court system isn't going to offer them some zen relief for unbearably rich people urges. 
In its final moments, Big Little Lies morphs into the procedural drama it never wanted to be, offering confession as the ultimate act of an evolved psyche. Yeah, I think that it could have come to it. Absolutely, it should have come to a different conclusion. Like I mean, I know that that's not what happened like, in the book, which is yeah. that they go to the police. But like, um, that wasn't after they had been hiding it for <laughs> right like, and like the, the whole the point of months. like in the first season it ends with that way because you're kind of like they had to do this is how they had to do it because nothing else was working and now the consequences this is this lie they have to shoulder and then in the end we're supposed to believe that like okay now it's all resolved where it's like it doesn't what i thought was would have been more and yeah no it, it's definitely not the ending that these characters like deserve and it isn't the ending that i think makes any sense and it doesn't even make sense. any sense yeah, yeah it doesn't make any yeah. sense um what i think would have been interesting is like celeste has this line um near the end of the show which is that the friendship the lie was the friendship and that to me is a really interesting idea because we have the first season that ends with them on the beach together. Like, Oh, we're like girl power, you know, (laughs) kind of like, yeah, we're, we've sort of defeated this malevolent force and now we are like sort of brought together. And then this season is splitting them all up again. I think it would have been a much more interesting thing to explore, right? This, you know, Bonnie is the only one who sort of sees this, um, camaraderie, this like sort of fake camaraderie for what it is, which is why I was so intrigued by the Bonnie plotline from the beginning, which right. right was also going to, it seemed at first to explore also these like more like issues dealing with race, her being the only black character, <laughs> like right. the, 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 um, the investigator as well. But I mean, right. The other reason that she would be sort of alienated, right. From these women, um, and also the reason that she has so much more to lose here, potentially, than these women. Um, and maybe, the you know, and I think that that was what I was hoping this was going to go further into. Um, but it doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. then, right, she says that. And then they all just wind up still going to the police office together anyway at the very end so i thought that would have been like this much more interesting thing i mean uh, there's a lot of places this could have gone which wouldn't have been that and i hate to say that it would have needed more episodes i think it needed fewer characters i don't know like it, i don't I think guess it, it needed to happen at all or it needed to be it just didn't need to happen different. it like yeah. i feel like fundamentally there was it was just there was something wrong with it. Yeah, it just was poorly executed. I'm sure it was rushed into production um, because, you know, the first season was such a smash. Not that, I mean, so, you know, the other element here that I think is interesting that we can talk about maybe briefly is this whole story that came out um, near the end of the show. I think like the week or so, a week or two before the end of the show, which was... um, a little bit meta the creation of the show itself so Jean-Marc Vallée had been the uh, director for the first season and I think had worked really closely with David E. Kelly you know in terms of like who was the writer and the uh, Leanne Moriarty I forget her name Leanne I forget who the author of the name uh the author of the oh. book but um uh 
to execute the show and it had this very specific look and blah, blah, blah. Then Jean-Marc Vallée chose to work on Sharp Objects. He helmed Sharp Objects. So he wasn't available to do this season of Big Little Lies. So HBO hires the film director, Andrea Arnold. Kind of interesting to have an actual woman (laughs) at the head of this show, which is supposed to be about motherhood and female friendships and stuff like that you know which is being written and directed by men in the first season but then it sounds like her influence was basically removed from the show which is Jean-Marc Vallée still wound up doing a lot of the editing and then in fact directed ordered and directed reshoots on a bunch of scenes at the end and you know the, the story was that Andrea Arnold's camp was saying that she was basically cut out and that her vision she was told by HBO she would have a lot more autonomy here than she actually did and the cast of the show didn't really do any press around the the season which was weird and um and then there was a lot of speculation that maybe it was because of this so I don't know like it seemed like sort of a mess anyway and then that news comes out and you're like oh I'm kind of not surprised that it's a mess and not terribly cohesive at all um when we have yeah. these sort of competing uh you know directors and and visions at the head of it um plus I'm guessing a healthy dose of various sort of like egos to satisfy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and Yeah. So it just wasn't very. I just think that's really interesting um, and supposed to be this show about yeah. women. And we like wind up removing the main female voice that they brought into the show. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think the Nicole Kidman, I read some interview with Nicole Kidman this week that she was sort of leaving it open to another season, but God, I truly hope that doesn't happen. I hope really a crash. If, if it does, I probably won't watch it. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. No. Anyway. And if you haven't finished it, you don't need to is what we're saying. So, um, yeah. but we should, we're past an hour. Um, thanks for sticking with us. We should um, move on to what we're going to watch. Unless there's anything else you wanted to hate on Big Little Lies about. <laughs> no, I think it's fun to hate on it, honestly. Yeah. It's fun to kind of see something with that much star power where you're like, wow, this uh did not work out <laughs> that yeah, much prestige yeah, yeah. and be but like actually it's a backfire hbo wanted it to anyway so what are we what else are we not gonna watch this week i'm giving up on thinking speaking of things where my not watching is something i'm giving up on which is handmaid's tale yeah i'm over it, it took you long enough well i really wanted to believe i mean i <laughs> to believe i mean i was it's i don't think i I don't I think there's another maybe episode or two I don't really remember honestly where it where it's at at this point but um I mean I really was into the handmaid's tale but um it I have no interest in returning to it I'm just yeah. over it um I guess if someone out there like wants to convince me otherwise I'm open to it but I think I am show breaking up with handmaid's tale Gotcha so well. boring yeah, so I never got with it, so I'm I'm supportive. Um, <laughs> what about let's see, you? What 
Yeah, well, what I'm not watching is a show that I might have watched in ordinary circumstances, but it has gotten really bad reviews. Um, and it's the new Mindy Kaling um, and Mark Warburton, or what's his name, um, show called Four Weddings and a Funeral, which apparently has like very little to do with um, the the uh, Andy McDowell and Hugh Grant movie for Weddings and Funeral, other than that, which is a great London, movie, according to Margaret Lyons. So um, it's uh, like a 10 episode Hulu series, and it has just gotten like terrible reviews. Like the um, like Emily Nussbaum watched the first episode and then tweeted out. She's like, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> yeah, that takes a lot. I feel like. Yeah. And to... then um, Margaret Lyons, in, um, she had a really great review in the New York Times um, that was really, if you like bad reviews, I recommend um, reading it. It's really funny. Um, she's like, it's a strange misfire at every level. Um, and then she like, the, she's like, the characters, like, you don't even believe that any of them are friends. The jokes that they tell each other, it's like they're not even saying it to each other. Um, and, like, the characters are kind of, like horrible like here's one little paragraph she's describing like a few characters like then there's Ainsley whose parents pay for her apartment and design business where she nonetheless feels comfortable calling her employees Tony 1 and Tony 2 her boyfriend dreams of a different life completely she's made one friend in England Gemma who she actually seems to hate (laughs) (laughs) I mean and I feel bad for Mindy Kaling on her involvement on this because she also kind of had this movie late night kind of crash recently Um, I think she might not be a very good writer maybe I don't know it's possible it's maybe possible. like not a good show creator. Like I bet she's a good writer. Well, I mean, she's I been still liked a lot of, a lot rooms, of the but... Mindy show. I, the Mindy show was really good for the first couple of seasons. Um, it was, yeah. Her I liked it, but kind of I mean, became tiresome. But yeah, this show sounds terrible. Um, oh, here's one more good paragraph. Um, almost no conflict arises because conflict requires friction, and friction acts on mass. None of the characters have any <laughs> weight whatsoever. Oh my a god! Sneeze could destroy this entire series. Like wow. in quote. Hold on. Liking Mamma Mia is not a personality. Wanting to publish a short story in The New Yorker does not make you interesting. (laughs) Wishing you were an actor instead of a banker is not inherently cool. Living off your parents' largesse ungratefully is not adorkable. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I recommend this. That's really good. (laughs) That's really good. Oh, man. Also, wanting to have a short story published in The New Yorker is not a personality sort of reminds me of Rory Gilmore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's a harsh everything wrong with burn on Rory Gilmore. At least in the Gilmore Girls revival. Um, Yeah, that's that's a great review. (laughs) Yeah, this sounds awful. Um, I mean, I almost want to watch it, but I actually know that it would probably be really like just to see that. But I just think it would actually be one of those things that's not fun bad. Yeah, yeah, it sounds painful. Um, that's a good choice. And I really believe that, like, I think a lot of these, like, critics, like Emily Nussbaum, tend to be, you know, kind of, if I'm gonna watch it, I'm just gonna watch it. Um, but to give up after an episode, that is truly a burn. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of watching, um... I oh two shows that I have sort of edged around in, in other discussions that we've had uh, that I do actually want to devote a little bit of time to talking about when I catch up, the, up on them, Pose and Euphoria. Um, I'm going to get into them. I'm going to fit. I have to really have to catch up. Um, I sort of want to watch the new season of Orange is the New Black, 
which is the final season. I was really into Orange is the New Black and very invested in all of these characters for the first, like, three seasons and then fell off. Um, just fell off the radar. Apparently, from what I have read, it's, like, you can pretty much easily jump back into it. And I've read that the last season is actually quite good and affecting, especially if you've seen other parts of the show. So I kind of want to give it a shot. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I think those are good choices. I think my task is to watch Dark, that creepy German show. I meant to watch it last month, but things got, you know, things overtook it. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's still on my list, so I need to watch some time-traveling Germans. Yeah, I think that'll be, like, a nice Stranger Things antidote. Yeah. 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 In terms of creepiness. Um, okay, it's very, had to turn the air conditioning and fan off. For the noise and you are it's so brave. really hot. Um, I know. Well, this is my dedication to podcasting. Yeah. What can I say? Um, it's really hot, so we have to stop talking now. Yeah. Okay. It's for the best. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>